The New York Islanders suffer another third-period letdown and another loss. We have our key takeaways from the game, plus our weekly farm report, all that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. So you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. And you can now find us on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just do a search for Locked On Islanders. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Disappointing performance by the Islanders. They fall 4-2 to to the Minnesota Wild at the UBS Arena. Uh, we'll get to that in a moment, but first, if there's something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss in a future episode, send us an email, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter, at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all things Isles all season long, and I am also live tweeting during every Islanders home and road game. So join me for some instant insight and analysis. Always great to talk Isles hockey, game time, or any time. Wow. Uh, the good news, for me anyway, was that I was able to attend last night's game against the Wild in person, even got to meet uh, a regular every day or to the show and, uh, in between periods, and that was a, a, a great thing. But uh, the bad news, the Islanders, with another collapse in the third period, and they fall to the Minnesota Wild by a score of 4-2. to two. And I'm really going to start out this segment talking about something that Lane Lambert said after the Islanders' loss to the Carolina Hurricanes. And, you know, that was a game this team should not have lost. And, you know, they had the 3-0 lead. It fell apart. And Lambert said after the game, we hope this doesn't become a trend. And every dayers, you'll know that I said 
on the show after that game. I think it's already a trend. There were 10 games, and in four of them, this team blew leads uh, of two goals or more. And now it's five out of 11, and I hate to say it, but that's almost half of your games. And it's not acceptable. You know, it would be one thing if I felt this team was incapable of playing well enough to be in some of these games. But they're not incapable. This is a veteran team. This is a team full of guys, many of whom are, as we've said many times, on the wrong side of 30, 30 or older. This is a team with a lot of experience. This is a team that has been most of the players on this roster have extensive playoff experience. Why does this team play such undisciplined hockey? Why does this team seem to fall apart this year, late in games, especially in the third period? This, quite simply, is not acceptable. And, you know... The penalties have just killed this team. You can't do that time after time after time because it takes away all momentum that your team has. And, you know, in this particular game, the game-winning goal by uh, Cyril Kaprizov came on the power play. And, you know, you look at the stats, and you're like, okay, Islanders scored a power play goal. They gave up a power play goal. But, you know, they gave up that power play goal, and then, you know, 38 seconds later, Pierre Engvall gets sloppy in his own zone, coughs up the puck. Joel Eriksson-Eck, easy tap-in goal off a setup by Pat Maroon, and bam, it goes from 2 to 2 to 4 to 2 in the blink of an eye. Game over. Game over. This team right now is not playing up to their capabilities. And I'm not saying that on talent alone the Islanders are an elite team. Guess they're not. But they aren't a bad team either. They are based on their record so far this year and, and, and also based on where we've seen them over the last few years, they are a, an above average to good team. They are a team that will, you know, should be fighting for one of the last playoff spots in the Eastern Conference if everybody plays to the level that they're expected to play at. And yet, this team is sloppy, they are undisciplined, and that's not acceptable. If this was a young team, if this were what was, let's say, the Arizona Coyotes roster, where you've got a lot of inexperienced players, they're just getting used to the NHL, they're, they're, they're younger and more impulsive and um, maybe physically overmatched by some of their opponents because they're 20 
and their opponents are, you know, 30 or 28 and, you know, grown men. I can understand it. But to break down late in games, to cough up the puck like Engvall did, to take silly penalties like Casey Zizekas, who, you know, I think he was tripped, no call, his stick hits somebody as he's falling to the ice. Did I think that was a good call? No, I didn't. But was it the right call because his stick did make contact? Yeah. All of these, you know, failure to get the puck out of your own zone. It's one thing if it happens occasionally. But when it happens so often that in your first 11 games, you've given up leads in the third period or you've been outplayed late, you know, five times out of 11 games. Now, yeah, the Islanders' lead in this one was only 2-1, to one, but they were outscored in the third period 2 to nothing, and the, the penalties and the sloppy play, the uninspired play, I think at some point, and we're getting closer to that point, you have to ask whether or not Lane Lambert is doing enough to get this team prepared to play the kind of disciplined hockey they need to play to win games. And I'm not seeing it on a game-in, game-out basis. And you get, you know, some performances where you just say, yeah, okay, you know, the game against Arizona, great game. The game against Columbus, great game. Those are games you should be winning. But even the win over Washington and then the game against Carolina, you're giving up too many chances and you're relying on your goalie to be spectacular. Semyon Varlamov, he was solid in this game. I don't blame Varley at all for this loss. But this team has to be better. This team has to be more consistent. And this team needs to be smarter. The roster is constructed in a way that they should be smarter and be better in the clutch and late in games. So far this year, too often, we haven't seen it. And you know what? I was at this game. It was great to be at UBS Arena. But there were a lot of empty seats at this game for a team that is, at least through the first 11 games, competitive. The empty seats are an issue. They are a problem. And unfortunately, they're going to get more empty seats if these problems that we're seeing on the ice do not get fixed and get fixed soon. All right, we have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. We will have our hero and go to the game and some more key takeaways from this game. Plus, uh, we'll have our weekly farm report, and we're going back to the early days of the team. Not the first season exactly, but the early days of the team. For our Islanders' birthday of the day, a winger whose brother also played in the NHL. Let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got all that and more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not burning cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So... Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Today's episode is also brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Matthew Barzal could Get more than a point a game. The Islanders could hoist the Stanley Cup, and you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports, especially Daily Fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Horvat, Barzal, McDavid, Ovechkin, or Crosby will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win a 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Islander fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you could start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. There were some bright spots in this game, and I definitely want to address them. Uh, Again, I think the goaltending was solid. I have no problem with the performance of Semyon Varlamov. Yeah, he let in four goals on 31 shots, but he was... Solid. Not spectacular, but solid. I liked what I saw from Oliver Wallstrom getting that power play goal. It was a great wrist shot just under the crossbar. Toy department, as Butch Goring would say. And great to see. And and Wally had four shots on goal in 13 and a half minutes of action. I was very happy to see that and to see Noah Dobson getting on the score sheet again. Um, Always good to see Dobber doing his thing. Those were all positives. I think Matthew Barzal had five shots on goal. That led the team and that was definitely a positive. Uh, Although, again, he skated and held on to the puck, I think, a little too often and didn't get the results he wanted. He's got to work on letting shots go when he has a better shooting angle. I like the five shots on goal, but he probably had seven or eight chances where he didn't get the puck on goal because he held the puck just a smidge too long and lost his shooting angle, and that was certainly disappointing. Not happy with Anders Lee still, a minus one, only one shot on goal, You would think Lee, on the top line, would have had a shot at doing something, especially since, you know, as everydayers know, Bo Horvat and Anders Lee, I think they're too similar in style, and they're not great line mates. Well, you didn't have 
Bo Horvat on Anders Lee's line. Didn't matter. He still struggled to be noticeable in this game, and that was a big disappointment. Uh, but overall, the big issue to me was just the sloppiness of the play. Again, you're giving up a goal right in the first, what, 19 seconds of this game. So before half the crowd had even arrived and, and sat down in their seats, they're down one to nothing. To their credit, they come back, take the two to one lead, and then again, watch that lead slip away. The foolish penalties and just the, the overall sloppy play, just very, very disappointing. And, you know, Ryan Polak, minus three in this game. That isn't what you want to see. J.G. Pajot was a minus two, as was Alexander Romanov. I want to see more consistency from these guys. I did like the way that Cal Clutterbuck stood up for his teammates, although I didn't always appreciate the penalty minutes. But uh, overall, the Islanders just not playing a consistent 60-minute game. And to me, ultimately... That is on the coaching staff. It's on the players as well. Don't get me wrong. They're veterans. They should know better. But something's not clicking right now with this team. Whether they are not well suited for the system that Lane Lambert is trying to play or they're just not inspired or they're just not executing, something is not right with the way this team is playing. As far as our hero and goat of the game, to me, the hero has got to be Oliver Wallstrom. Congratulations to him on getting that first goal. Had to feel good. Came on the power play. He had four shots. He was active. He was involved, although still without the puck, a little concern there. But I'm going to give him the hero of the game. And as far as the goat of the game... Oh, boy. So many choices, unfortunately. Um, but I, I am going to give it, in this instance, to Pierre Engvall for that horrible giveaway that resulted in the clinching goal uh, that put the game away for the Minnesota Wild. So, to me, uh, Engvall, the go to the game, but unfortunately, there were plenty of other candidates out there who could have fit that description. We have got more to get to on today's show. Again, we have our farm report on all things Bridgeport Islanders, so you could check out what some of the top prospects in the Islanders organization are doing. Plus, we'll have our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You've got NFL, college football, NBA, and of course the NHL. Heck, you could use your knowledge of the Islanders 
check out the odds on FanDuel on how many points Matthew Barzal will get or how many saves that Ilya Sorokin will make in the next game. And uh, check it out. Place your bets. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. Time now for our weekly farm report. We do this every Wednesday as we talk all things Bridgeport Islanders. A mixed weekend for the Bridgeport Islanders. They fell in their first game to the Hershey Bears by a score of 3-1 to at the Giant Center. Samuel uh, Aslan getting his uh, second goal in three games but it was the only goal that they scored. Jakob Skarik, 20 saves. So the defense was overall solid, but it was not enough because the offense just did not get the job done. They had a 1-0 lead, but it ended up falling apart. But they followed that up with a nice performance on Sunday, a 3-2 win over the Springfield Thunderbirds, and that was in regulation at the Total Mortgage Arena. Uh, Aslan again with his third goal in the last four games, and Matthew Maggio starting to get on track. Uh, he has scored in the last three home games for Bridgeport. Ken Appleby, 17 saves to earn the win, and that is his 100th AHL game. Islanders out shooting. Springfield 36 to 19, and uh, that was their first division win. Ended Springfield's five-game winning streak, and it was the first regulation win of the year for the Bridgeport Islanders. You look at the statistics right now: Ruslan Ishkakov still leading the team with eight points, two goals, six assists. Two players tied for the lead in goals with three, and that is. Aslan and Maggio. Um, Brian Pinho with six points right now. One goal, five assists. He's second on the team in scoring. Dennis Chalowski leading the defenseman with five points, a goal, and four assists. William Dufour, he's been pretty quiet. Uh, one goal, three points in nine games. He is a minus three. Right now, Ken Appleby at 2.74 goals against average and a 9-10 Save percentage, putting up better numbers than Jakob Skarik, uh, who has a 282 goals against average and an 893 save percentage. Appleby notched his first win of the year. He's one and two, while uh, Skarik is two, three, and one on the season. Unfortunately, right now, Bridgeport eighth and last in the Atlantic Division with a three, five, and one record. That gives them seven points in nine games so far. And uh, an uphill climb to get back into the division race. But three chances this week to get that done. And they're all at home, so you can head up to Bridgeport if you want to see some of the Islanders' future stars today. Hartford visiting the uh, visiting Bridgeport Friday night. That's a 7 o'clock Eastern time start. So... You have the Rangers Farm Club against the Islanders Farm Club. Always the AHL version of the rivalry. Exciting. Springfield coming to town Saturday uh, at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. 
And then on Tuesday, November 14th, a 10.30 a.m. start uh, as the Syracuse Crunch visit Bridgeport. All those games available on AHL TV. And, of course, you can buy tickets to see those games, uh, hoping that this team can put some wins together and get back into the divisional race. And, uh, look, I, I believe this team can indeed do that. Remember, we do our... Weekly Farm Report, all things Bridgeport Islanders every Wednesday, so make sure you join us for that. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and uh, yesterday, Tuesday, was the 76th birthday of former Islanders forward Ernie Hickey. Hickey, uh, a native of Regina, Saskatchewan, Made his NHL debut in 1970-71 with the old California Golden Seals. Was then uh, selected by the Atlanta Flames in the expansion draft, but was traded to the Islanders late in that season. Only played one game for the Islanders in their first season, but played a full year with the Isles in 73-74. The first 20 games of 74-75, and then he was traded to the Minnesota North Stars. The Islanders, Bill Torrey making two deals in a week with the North Stars, and that got them both uh, J.P. Parise and Jude Druan. After the North Stars, Hickey played for the L.A. Kings and then finished his career in the minor leagues in the AHL and CHL. Ernie Hickey, 520 career NHL games, 132 goals, 272 points, and 400 and seven penalty minutes, only played in two playoff games, both with the North Stars, and he did score a goal in those games. I had the good fortune of meeting Ernie Hickey. His brother Bill Hickey also played for Montreal and Oakland and uh, in the WHA, but uh, Ernie Hickey, very nice guy and uh, a solid Islander during his uh, one full season and two partial seasons with the team. We go back and look at one of Ernie Hickey's better games as an Islander. And uh, this one, the Islanders hosting the Big Bad Bruins. Ken Broderick, the goalie for Boston. Billy Smith in net for the Islanders. This was a loaded Boston Bruins team. Phil Esposito, Johnny Busick, Wayne Cashman, Ken Hodge, and of course the great Bobby Orr. But in this game, Ernie Hickey scoring on the power play to get things going, and the Islanders ended up with a 6-4 to win over the Boston Bruins in what was a major upset for Al Arbor's team in just their second season of existence. Lorne Henning had a goal and two assists to pace the Islanders in this game, but Ernie Hickey doing his job with the goal that got things started. So, uh, Ernie Hickey, one very nice guy and a great storyteller, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day, every dayers. Tomorrow on the show, we will uh, have the latest injury updates on Bo Horvat, plus we will preview the Islanders' game in Boston against the Bruins. So make sure you join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.